0: Welcome in. This is your weekly edition of the Character Concerns Podcast. My name is Chris O'Sara. I am joined by Jay Binkley. Jay. Week one almost complete. We still have Duke yeah. Clemson to, to be played tonight. Uh, we were recording this on Monday on Labor Day. Uh, we will not get to that game uh, this week, but. Uh, how you doing this Labor Day?
1: Oh, we're doing good. It was a great weekend of college football. I mean, we had week two in Missouri high school football, week one Kansas high school football. What well, what a weekend for college football! And the funny thing is, Chris is, and I don't know if it's going to stay true to this or not. But let me ask you did Did you not feel the buzz? There seemed like buzz on uh, Twitter or X or whatever. People were talking about I'm the college football. It Twitter. Well, people were talking about the games. Yeah, I mean that was good because. You haven't seen that as much early on, maybe because the NFL wasn't being played and more attention to college football, but there seemed to be a lot of people like really into that Colorado TCU game and people enjoying that, the LSU game, Florida State last night, but it seemed like a lot of people reacting, and of course, everybody locally excited about Missouri, Kansas, and Kansas State, but it it felt like a nice little buzz going on in college football this weekend. The
0: thing is, is college football is very regional now. And so, when your team is actually playing games, you kind of get sucked into the whole, uh, the whole environment there, and that really, I think, helped out, helped out the 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 feeling of college football this weekend, it was really, really cool seeing Twitter go abuzz with all of the things that were happening and all of the highlight plays that we saw on on Twitter from the various yeah, People games. were talking
1: about Dion in Colorado. I mean, that was yeah. something people were talking about. It was good because people were talking about college football. The line right. talk uh, was pretty big as well this weekend. Mm-hmm. But, man, the stars shined. Uh, <laughs> Hey, this is going to be a fun draft this year because the slotting, the Heisman, everything's been changing left and right with things. But college football got off to a fantastic start this past week.
0: Yeah, I I, I I agree with you as well. We are definitely going to jump into all of that. We'll talk about that conference realignment that you just brought up. We'll also talk about players that we think made themselves some money this past weekend with their performances. We'll do our Heisman watch as well, and we will give you games to watch this weekend. But first, I want to go through a recap for week one of the college football season. Last week, we had a few games, but few and far between not really any good matchups. It was mostly either two teams that aren't going to be in the mix or one really good team and a bad team. So in in this regard, this week we actually got, we still got a lot of really good team, bad team, but we did get some competitive matchups there. I, I think the biggest one from this weekend was very early. It was the big noon matchup on Fox. It was Colorado versus number 17 TCU. Colorado gets the big win, 45-42, down in Fort Worth, Texas, pulls off a big upset, Fort TCU was minus 21. They had a minus 21 uh, line for that game. I, I'm shocked that it was that much. I didn't even know what the line was before, but when I heard it was minus 21, I was like, man, I had to tweet that out. I had
1: to tweet that out. It's like, ridiculous. Hey, why are these people betting on the game? I was like, man, TCU yeah. is not the same, man. This is not the same TCU team that you saw last year. And it's been a rough finish for TCU, the national title game. And then, of course, they lost the Big 12 championship game to Kansas State. So you look down the stretch, yeah, they did win that one playoff game. That's fine. But they've been losing some big games uh, as of of recently. But it it gave everybody what they wanted to see. I mean, just the showcase of of seeing Deion Sanders take his team down to Fort Worth, uh, being the underdog, and that game delivered in so many ways.
0: Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Shootout style. Certainly, you know if they if they play defense the way that they played in that game, they're gonna they're gonna struggle to beat the really good teams. But their offense looks so much fun to watch. They were explosive. Like Shadour Sanders, their quarterback, uh, Deion Sanders' son, looked really really strong. Certainly. Uh, put himself into that Heisman candidacy and probably made himself some money this weekend. We'll talk about that later. Uh, Travis Hunter as well. Wide receiver who also came over with Dion and Shador from Jackson state. Really good. Not only did, was he the, their big player on a uh, big position player on their offense. He also had a defensive interception too. Yeah. And that was incredibly impressive to see that guy go play both ways.
1: Yeah. You, you think about guys that have played both ways in college football. It's just for like, you go back to Charles Woodson, put a little bit of wide receiver, I mean, just little a little bit. bit, little bit sprinkled yeah. in, but he's a defensive player. But with Hunter, I mean, it's a five star recruit when he went to Jackson State. That, that shocked everybody when he went there.
0: Yeah, it was a big, it was a big get for him.
1: But he he is an outstanding, and I mean outstanding corner. He only had like what 14 catches last year at Jackson State. He, they didn't use him a ton on offense, right? But he's starting on offense and defense, making fantastic plays, offensive defense. I mean, he was well over 130 snaps, I, I do believe, yeah. in this game between yeah. both ways, 100 degree heat down in Texas. But he showcased himself. I mean, that is that is a Heisman type performance. Now, it's going to be yet to see what happens with Colorado, with how many losses they accumulate, because right, right. all that's kind of taken into consideration. But that combination, is Shadur Sanders, someone that I've talked about, is being a first round pick. I, I do think he's a first round pick. I think he continues to be a, a first round guy, and he's going to continue to grow. But man, uh, everybody got to see his talent on display at Colorado. Now it's parlaying into next week, the the uh, big big Saturday game, yeah, the noon kickoff, big Saturday big noon kickoff noon, on yeah. Fox against Nebraska, the old rivalry there. A game that would Colorado not have version. would
0: not be on big noon if not for Deion Sanders. <laughs> yeah, let's just keep it a, a buck here. If if not for him, that game would probably end up being pushed down. Buried in the lineup there and Fox would not have made it a priority to put that game on national television for everyone to see. But you get a big win against TCU, and Deion Sanders gets his 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 curtain call, if you will. And, yeah, that, that, that means that that game gets put on national I mean, another television. son
1: starting at safety for that team yeah. as well. But uh, Shadur Sanders, I mean, 510 yards and four touchdowns. That's a school record right there with the 510 yards. One game, boom, school record. But that is a fast-paced offense that can throw the ball down the field. Uh, Hunter uh, was outstanding in this game. 11 catches, 119 yards. And an interception, by the way, on defense too, Chris. So he had the interception and that. But a lot of people talking about Dylan Edwards and a lot of K-State fans kind of salty about that one. He's the running back that uh, also caught five catches, 135 yards, three touchdowns receiving the football. He's from Derby, Kansas. All right? They played Blue Eye North in, in the state title game. Derby he is was,
0: a very, very good high school football program. He was
1: committed to Kansas State. So you're thinking, okay, Kansas doesn't have a ton of blue-chip-type players in the high school ranks coming out. Both Kansas and Kansas State did not end up with Dylan Edwards. He goes and plays with Deion Sanders. But he was fantastic in this game, six carries, 24 yards. But what he does, catching the ball out of the backfield, certainly going to turn some heads eventually in the NFL in a couple of years. Uh, another matchup, this was
0: the, the big Saturday primetime matchup. Number 21, North Carolina, faces off against South Carolina in Charlotte U.S Bank Stadium where the Carolina Panthers play and UNC it was a very tight game for most of that game but eventually late in the game North Carolina is able to pull away they win by a couple touchdowns 3117 um I, I, I I'll say this this was a game that when we talked about we previewed we we previewed these matchups here I said, North Carolina is not going to run away with this game against South Carolina. North Carolina is not this juggernaut team. They've got a lot of talent. I mean, Mac Brown has accumulated a lot of really good players, but he's also lost good players. I mean, last year after last season, he lost both of his starting corners to the transfer portal. Storm Duck goes to Louisville. Um, Tony Grimes goes to Texas A&M. Those, both those guys were projected to be NFL level corners at some point when eventually they decided to declare and, they lost talent, but and, it, and because of that, they played a very competitive game against a team in
1: South Carolina that probably isn't going to be in the mix in the SEC East at all. Well, South Carolina was a team alert. Spencer Rattler has kind of reinvented himself a quarterback has for South Carolina. I think he has. We're talking about a guy that was a Heisman hopeful a couple years yes. ago at Oklahoma. Spencer Rattler, hey, listen, he was still 30 of 39 for 353, okay? He still delivered. He had no time to throw the football. They were North Carolina's pass rush was all over. They had nine sacks in the game. Yeah. He was sacked nine times. He did not any time. Gene Chizik, man, what he's doing. I mean, former national title. Mm-hmm. Head coach, what he's yep. doing as defensive coordinator at North Carolina is impressive. That pass rush for the Tar Heel is, is legit. Nine sacks on an SEC team. But hey, props to the ACC. We'll get to the Florida State game in a well, you know, in a way, but. ACC over SEC and a couple of big, big matchups. And this was the first one.
0: Yeah. And, and I think you can give credit to Mac Brown. He's really improved the recruiting in North Carolina, usually a basketball school. But uh, Mac Brown has come in there and put them, they're not up there with the elite. SEC programs as far as recruiting goes, but they recruit very. They've recruited very well since he's taken that program. And a top five
1: pick in Drake May in the NFL yeah, draft, yeah. the quarterback. Yeah, certainly. he did have two interceptions. He did, he did, and and they weren't great interceptions
0: either, especially the one who was rolling out of the pocket. And he to the dropped right, in the Heisman odds. Yeah, he certainly did. Uh, then you had number three Ohio State. They struggled against Indiana. This was I, I actually had a parlay that included Ohio State covering the 30 and a half spread. They did not. They won twenty three to three. They struggled to score on Indiana. Uh, they have two receive who are probably going to go in the first round. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., Emeka Egbuka, and they scored 23 points on Indiana, a team that is not any going to be at any point competing for the
1: Big Ten championship. Five catches between two receivers that will probably be the top two receivers going in. There. Marvin Harrison got banged up a little bit on a shoulder. Yeah, yeah, did come back in the game. He had a touchdown catch, but they called it back yeah. uh, with the penalty But uh, with him. But the big thing has been their quarterback play. Because Kyle yeah. McCord was in a battle with uh, with Devin Brown. And it was, it was a battle, stretch. too. It went down the stretch. And, you know, McCord ended up with 239 yards. But that's not Stroud, man. No. That is not Stroud. So, yes, Ohio State is loaded. Defensive tackle, edge rushers. pair with Jack Sawyer out there rushing great receivers. They've got a ton of talent. Great running game. But it's going to come down to quarterback play for Ohio State. But, again, it's early. I yeah. mean, I'll give teams a pass on week one. Because we see some things in week one. Because here's the thing with college football. You're expected to go out there and play. And sometimes you're playing against great competition right off the bat. A lot of teams like to ease into the season. Right. You know, and play one double A's. Like we saw a ton of that uh, locally with Kansas, Kansas State, and Missouri. They all played a one double A, an FCS team this weekend. But there's no preseason football. And we know how sloppy preseason game one is yeah. in the NFL. Yeah. You're telling college guys, all right, go. Go out and be in a primetime game. Like the, North, you know, like the uh, LSU-Florida State game. That we saw last night, we'll get to that one. But you're expected to go out there and, and play a good team week one. Michigan, number two, the rivals
0: of Ohio State, they handle business, did not at all, you know, impress in any great way. They faced off against Eastern Carolina, win thirty to three. This was another game here where you you see a team that has been in the mix. For the the college football playoff, a team that I think a lot of people expect to win the college football playoff, and yet, start of the year, didn't quite go out there and show that they were that much better than the competition, 33 victory over Eastern Carolina. Then, you have a matchup between Texas, number 11, a team that is loaded full of prospects, We've talked about a lot of, you know, Quinn Ewers, Jatavian Sanders. They got a couple of uh of DTs, Tavondre Sweat, Byron Murphy the Xavier second. Xavier Worthy. The- yeah, Xavier Worthy, a wide receiver that could be a first round pick. Uh they got a lot of talent on that Texas team and they struggled early against Rice. Eventually they pull away late enough to where they could put their backup quarterback in, which by the way was not Arch Manning. I don't I don't know the name of their backup quarterback, but Arch is clearly third on the depth chart right now. They pulled up, they pulled away late and they win 37-10. Uh, Texas definitely looks like a team it was Malik Murphy, that Malik came out Murphy. That was the, yeah. Like they could very well be a team that even though they, they got a big matchup against Alabama, they could be a team that ends up if, if they do not shape up, if they do not get to a point where they're able to comfortably take out teams like rice, they could end up being a position where they get upset.
1: Javion Sanders, the guy I was watching a lot of, because you know, probably tight end number two in college football yeah, right yeah. now. He didn't get that touch. I even tweeted. I said, "Throw the ball to Sanders. <laughs> get him the football." You know, the funny thing was, do you notice who Rice's quarterback was? JT Daniels. That dude has played everywhere. <laughs> yes. USC's been a starter. Yes, Georgia's been a starter. Uh-huh. West Virginia's been a starter. Yeah. And now he's at Rice. That's four Division <laughs> One programs that nobody's and ever done that. He's going down every nobody's time. Nobody's ever done that. He's going down every time. It's like. <laughs> You know how many years is this guy gonna play college football? Yeah, four Division one programs.
0: Yeah, I know. And, and and the thing is, is like and he was
1: seven and zero at Georgia, by the way. Yeah, and he got hurt. He got Stetson hurt, and Bennett stepped right in, and exactly. while he pipped him, while he pipped his ass, and boom, JT Daniels now at Rice. I remember
0: watching him play. I think they were playing Purdue last year at the beginning of the season. I was like, okay, maybe JT's got a got a home now because he's bounced around here between a couple different programs. Nope, played at Rice, and he didn't look that good in this game either. Um, no, he's terrible. Yeah, no, he's not good. <laughs> Maybe he'll look better once they once Rice gets into conference play. But man, uh, yeah, this Rice team was not really that good, and Texas was giving them every opportunity to
1: stay in the game. And again, I don't know if it's just the not 100 ready. You know, again, week one when teams are playing that week, zero, week one when teams are playing, kind of ease into it. And not going to put a lot of stock into these games. I know, I know, we we're high on on Deion Sanders in Colorado. Yeah, what they did that was great, but. Again some of these power schools like Texas, you know we sit there and they end up winning 37 to 10th so we end up doing what they should yeah. do but uh, they didn't cover in this game I think they went 35 point 35.5 <laughs> yeah no they did not cover
0: it in this game and then finally the big heavyweight fight that took place on on Sunday night, Florida State against LSU down in Orlando Camping World Stadium um, this game was very close. At the half, the, these two – really, it was a it was really whether or not Florida State was playing up to their potential or not. Because in the first half, Florida State had plenty of opportunities to get a, a decent lead, and they just missed opportunities. Then in the second half, they finally started to live up to their potential, and they proceeded to blow out LSU in that second half. Ended up winning the game 45-24, um, and really, you—they were in very—they were very much in control of this game from start to finish. It was just a matter of whether or not they take advantage of the opportunities that LSU was giving them. They did in the second half, and they get the win.
1: Well, it was a heavyweight fight, like you said. You get these two schools again, ACC showing up and beating a good SEC uh, football team. But Jordan Travis, one of the Heisman favorites, goes into the game. The third uh, Heisman favorite, Jaden Daniels, quarterback LSU. The second. How he's been favored. As he didn't a, look like it last night. Jordan Trevor's a nice game 23 of 31, 342, four touchdowns in the game. But I think Keon Coleman, and again, yeah. Local local college football fans, close your, close your ears. <laughs> he was committed to KU. Yeah, so. <laughs> Jamar Chase was he, like, he? was committed to KU they too. They've had so many great receivers. <laughs> so like, many great all they, KU
0: could probably put together an all-commit team Bruce and it'd be whole, able to beat any other team. It was college that whole football.
1: Louisiana connection, right? Yeah. that, that so Miles, He yeah. beat, he spurred LSU in that game with what he did. Keon Coleman, a nice nine catches, 122 yards, and three touchdowns in that game, and. I think you're going to be hearing a lot about him coming up because he's 6'4 wide receiver. Yeah, he's huge. 6'4", 215, three touchdowns. But he doesn't play like it.
0: He does not play. Like uh, the fade route touchdown he had, sure. But he doesn't play like that when he's just – like when he's after the catch, he doesn't look like a 6'4 guy. He looks like he's
1: way smaller than that and much faster and agile than that. He's really, really talented. He is, and then Johnny Wilson, our guy that's 6'7". Uh, 6'7". Six, seven. Six, seven. He had a nice game. He had over 100 yards, yep. at least.
0: Yeah, he had a lot of he – he, he is not – he's what you expect a 6'7 wide receiver to be. Very good possession guy, going to go out there and win those 50-50 catches – not going to be a guy that's going to just catch it over the middle of the field and just run down the field for a touchdown. That's just that's just not who he is. And Keon came over
1: from Michigan State. So yeah, he's a Michigan well, again, State transfer. transfer so, portal. so it's so good for these teams. Great games and I will say this though, just one more note here on um on um Colorado that I found really interesting. Um and they, and they showed it on the broadcast, uh as far as what they did. Two wide receivers over 100 yards last year. <laughs> they had Four for Colorado, (laughs) just that one game. Just just that little nugget right there for Colorado's offense. So
0: I I also want to recap the local teams that played this weekend. Um, Starting with Mizzou, they played last Thursday, and they took care of business. They handled South Dakota. 35-10 victory for Mizzou. Um, I did not get to see the game. I know you got to watch that game. What did you think about that performance from the Tigers?
1: Again, first game, I think they do the right thing, you know, easing in, playing a school like South Dakota. Brady Cook, that was the, the question. Brady Cook or Sam Horn? Yeah. Like, What's up with these quarterbacks? See, Sam Horn's worth 21. <laughs> with Devin Brown from Ohio State, the back of quarterbacks, quarterback's worth 33. But <laughs> yeah. okay, anyway, Brady Cook, 17 to 21, 171 or 172 yards and a touchdown. And a quarterback rating 165.5. That, that was the big talk. And he, like Drinkless, after the game, was almost defending Brady Cook to the hilt, man. Yeah. Like he was taking it upon It was almost like what the Dolphins are doing with Tua, as far as everybody just yeah. like, trying to build their confidence. Oh, up. he's so good. He's the most accurate quarterback in the league. Yeah. But Luther Burton, you know, the big time uh, yep, wide receiver. The prospect, Luther yeah, Luther Burton, seven catches, 96 yards, and a touchdown. So it's it's hard to get a real reading on Missouri in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the offense, the way things were kind of put together for this team, kind of going with this uh, uh, with this up tempo stuff that they've been doing, and Brady Cook kind of facilitating the offense. But again, it's wait and see for Missouri in this game. This week they played Middle Tennessee State, They, by the way lost fifty six to seven Alabama. So. Yeah, <laughs> so Missouri should be going two and zero now. This is the the interesting thing about
0: Mizzou. And you, you brought up Eli Drinkwitz kind of talking spicy after that matchup there about how basically his comments were, I don't care what the media thinks about who we should start at quarterback. We'll go with who we want. All that mess. And and you kind of saw that as well a little bit. It was, it was kind of opposite end of the spectrum as it pertains to, uh, to uh, Deion Sanders, Coach Prime in, uh, in Colorado. These coaches who are out here talking real spicy to media members early in the season. In week one. <laughs> in week one without proving much. And I'll say this about Sanders. I'll say this about Deion. Great job matching the win total from last year. It was great job doing that. And he's definitely put Colorado football on the map. We would not be talking about Colorado football right now if it wasn't for, for Coach Prime.
1: With that over under, what three and a half games? Yeah, yeah.
0: you won yeah. one game. Let's let, let's hold back. They they kind of acted a little, you know, like hey, we you know they acted like they won a championship.
1: It was fun to watch, but we could was drink what's going on and all yeah. about that. I mean, no one no one's really paying attention to no. what a lot of people say. I will say this. Kirby Moore, their offensive coordinator, brand new. He was at Fresno State last year from mm-hmm. Missouri. I thought he did a nice job with that offense. So, yeah. again, wait and see. It's Middle Tennessee State next week. It was yeah, bombed let, by people. Let's,
0: let's chill on the, the spicy talk here. You're not – you haven't proven anything yet. Like, I think prime proved. hey, I belong here. I belong at this level. Prime did not prove that he was a great coach at this level, though. He proved he could win a game against a team that I think we both agree pretty damn overrated. He he brought some serious
1: talent there. He did. He did. He brought a lot of talent. Some of those guys are going to be playing on Sundays. Like 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 as far as Hunter and uh, and uh, Shadour Shadour, coming from Jackson State, yeah, and then Dylan Edwards that obviously signed there because of Deion. And
0: he'll have more resources now. And certainly, I think you know, three four years down the line, he'll probably be looking at making a jump. I think we both agree Florida State is probably the the team to look for if Mike Norvell does not is not able to keep them in contention for the college football playoff. Then Dion's probably going to get some calls he was, from he, from the uh, Regents there. At but he had States. some
1: Florida State beef last week. Remember when he said that he graduated from Talladega, not Florida State or something? He can say Kelly. whatever he
0: can say whatever he wants. Yeah. But like Florida State be foolish once not to consider offer, him. Once that offer comes, because yeah, they're going to want to win. And if he's got the, the he's got the kind of hype that he does now and the success to back it up, A winning matters. They'll want him. They'll want him there. So. I, like I said, I just think that this is a little too early to be talking this spicy. You let your results talk for you, and uh, I think this early in the season, you're probably you're probably doing yourself a disservice by because you're going to lose some games. I mean, Zoo's going to lose some games. Colorado going to lose some games. They're not about to go undefeated. I don't care how good Shadur Sanders is. Um, their their defense isn't that good. They are going to lose some games. Maybe give yourself
1: some grace here, because you know the media is going to come after you after you catch some L's. Oh, they're they're going to be coming after, and they prime time now. I mean, oh, yeah. first thing, first game it was on what Fox nationally. It was on the, Fox, yeah. The nationally. Next week, the big big Saturday. Same kick thing off, again, so, yeah. yeah. Fox yeah. again. So uh as far and as by the way that pre that uh, spring game for Colorado was on ESPN. I it mean was. They, they it was on hyped. ESPN. Yeah. yeah Alabama, Wisconsin, no. Oklahoma, all yeah. that was ESPN Plus. Yes. Colorado was ESPN and they sold it out. They sold Again, it out. Yeah. The hype train is real. Yes, there might be people negative talking, but a lot of people are not.
0: There was a lot of people who saw images of him in that cowboy hat when it was snowing out there at funny. the at the spring game. Yeah. Uh the other local team that played on Saturday, one of the other local teams that played on Saturday, KU actually no, Friday. KU Struggled early against Mo State, but eventually their offense got going and they were able to get a big win 48 17 over the Mo State Bears. What did you see from with this the backup game? quarterback? Backup Bean, quarterback, yeah. being
1: Jalen Daniels didn't play in this game. It was thought that he was going to, I think they announced him as a starter. They in that did, game. they did, but there was no reason to play him in this game. No reason. Bean gets the job done 276 yards, two touchdowns out of 41 yards on the ground. Devin Neal, almost 100 yards. He's going to be a stud. Uh, right there from the Lawrence area at the running back position. But, yeah, so far so good for Kansas. You have to like this. Again, Play Missouri State, smart for them to s- start off like this because it's going to get much tougher yeah. this coming week against Illinois uh, for Kansas. But, you know, let's face it. You know, Missouri State, they did what they should do. They went out, it was a slow start, but then turned things around in KU. But, again, getting to the conference. Because last year they started 5-0. They lost yeah. seven of their last eight games. Right. So they've got to get that behind them.
0: Yeah, exactly. It didn't end the season the way they wanted, even though they started off really well. And then the other local team that played Saturday night, a game I did see, Kansas State, played against SEMO. They beat the hell out of them. 45 to nothing. Um, they it, This was just one of those games where Kansas State, they did miss some opportunities in this game, but... I mean, when you see a score of 45-0, you know, you, you know that they took advantage of most of their opportunities there. Simo just wasn't in the same realm as Kansas State was, not on the same planet as them. Kansas State's got a lot of talent again. Um, their offensive line, as they call them, the beef, they are back. All those guys came back. I mean, really, the only BB one. Maybe the guards going to be a first-rounder. Is, is Cooper Beebe, who's, yeah, very likely to be a top, uh, you know, very, very likely to be first or early second-round guard. first-round easily. Yeah. I. Uh, and then on top of that, you look at that team. I mean, look, Kansas State has got a lot of talent. Ben Sennett, a guy that I've seen as another potential uh, uh, tight end that could be somewhere probably... back
1: tight end. They yeah, split him out wide. They, they move him
0: everywhere. He could be a, a second or early third day pick as well. Um, they, have, they have a lot of talent on this team. I don't know what the ceiling is for them. I think a lot of that really kind of re- ends up relying on Will Howard, their quarterback, who... Had one interception, and then he he had another one that – he had a a couple of other throws that probably should have been picks. Because better teams, they would have been picks. But at the end of the day, Kansas State still
1: took care of business and beat the hell out of SEMO. Yeah, Will Howard, man, he continues to get bigger and and better at this point. 297 yards passing, a couple touchdowns for him. But I was impressed with uh, RJ Garcia. How about him (laughs) coming out of nowhere? Five catches, 119 yards for Kansas State. But on the ground – you got to replace Vaughn. You got to replace Deuce. DJ Giddens, nice, nice game in this game on the ground for K State, 128 yards. Um, Treshawn Ward, running back. Transfer from Florida State. Yes. Looked uh, really added, good. That added uh, 56 yards on 11 carries. But it's the yards per carry. Because Giddens, you look at it, 8.5 and then 5.1 yeah. for Ward. I mean, they were getting big time yards on the ground because yes. of that offensive line. Yeah,
0: they got a, they got a very good offensive line. I, really, their offensive line is going to be that I think. The them and Will Howard are going to be determining factors for how good this team is able to be, especially as far as winning the Big 12 again. Because I will say this, I think the only two teams that are really obstacles for Kansas State in the Big 12, like serious obstacles for them, Texas and Oklahoma. And those two teams are going to be very motivated to try to win it because Big 12 is very much antagonizing them as those two teams are on their way out of the conference. So, uh, And I guarantee you, the Big Twelve is going to be pulling for Kansas State this year because they do not want the two teams leaving to be the ones to win the to win the championship and and then kind of have that glory as they walk out of the conference and go to the SEC.
1: To me, Kansas State though with with climbing, they just they're, they're one of the powers in the Big Twelve. That's how they should be looked at. They yeah. should be viewed as like we've looked at Oklahoma and Texas through the years, even though they haven't lived up to it. But Kansas State is a power in the Big Twelve. They won the Big Twelve championship game. This is one of the teams to watch, one of the big dogs in the Big 12 Conference, especially with Texas and Oklahoma leaving. It comes down to Kansas State, who has a huge game in a couple weeks against Missouri.
0: Speaking of teams leaving, we got more conference realignment happening. Uh, last Friday, the Athle- the Atlantic Coast Conference, the ACC, voted to accept Cal well, some of them, I don't
1: think Florida State voted for yeah, it. I'm
0: not shocked The Florida, Florida State wants a bigger cut. But the ACC voted and accepted Cal, Stanford, and
1: SMU yeah, to hey, join the conference. And they're not taking a full share for a while either, yeah. they, as far as the revenues are concerned. Yes. But nothing says Big Ten, like, or excuse me, Atlantic Coast Conference like uh, Stanford and Cal.
0: Yeah, like two teams in California and one team in Texas. That is exactly, this is the reason why now, the regional aspect, and I hate it. But SMU got in there because they're money. Yeah, they're money. They are money. They have a lot. There's a lot of money there. We obviously, if you, if you know about the Chiefs, you know, uh, the, uh, the de facto owner of the Chiefs, Clark Hunt is an SMU alum, and there's a lot of money there. Former quarterback Chase Michelle down the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, (laughs) and then uh, Rasheed Rice, the young Standout rookie, run rookie wide receiver is also an SMU product, so there's a lot of money there. And this used to be a great program before they got the death penalty and ended up being uh severely hindered, uh, by the NCAA. But they're starting to get the, get back up there, and this is really big for them getting to go and join the athletic. I think the, the way it's Atlantic gonna work, the rest of the
1: ACC teams are make one trip to the west coast, yeah. The other schools are gonna make three or four trips up there, but right. uh, Brett McMurphy put it out here. Uh, on Twitter it says uh, Cowell announced it will not receive full ACC revenue shares until its 10th year in the league. Stanford and SMU in the same situation. So you're talking 10th yeah. year that they get their full share. So. And they're going to be careful with the scheduling again. Right. You're going to see the West Coast teams come to the East Coast a lot. The East Coast teams will just make one trip over there. And then to – so now that leaves Oregon State and Washington. And they're talking Washington. about the other schools maybe meeting somewhere in the middle, which is ridiculous. Ridiculous,
0: yeah. Um so that leaves Oregon State and Washington State without a conference for next season, which is uh, you know really unfortunate. Oregon State actually has a good team right now. Number and The 18. Mountain West
1: commissioner went to both of them, went to the Colorado State yeah. game, and uh, yeah, and uh, and in Washington State, and then the the uh, game against uh, San Jose State against Oregon State, the, she was there as well. So the commissioner, yeah. and there's been talk. All right, what's going to happen? Are they going to join the Mountain West? Or are they going to join to keep the PAC, the Pac 12? brand and yeah. keep AAC teams, get them to the move, and yes. get the Mountain West? Yeah. But it's probably going to be to where the PAC 12 just goes bye-bye. I know that's the brand, it's the name, but everybody else is uh, jettisoned and left that conference. We could see these guys in the Mountain West because I don't see the Mountain West dissolving or losing their top teams to the PAC. They could. But yeah. again, I don't look at those teams as pack teams. So Mountain West teams.
0: I would agree with you on that, just because of the fact that like the Mountain West has really jumped up in terms of value over the last few years. I mean, look at Wyoming. Wyoming now has become one of the better programs in that conference. Boise State. Craig Bowl, the coach, yeah, was at North Dakota State. Yeah, won Boise three State there. was one of the better and like not only that, but we've seen teams come from there and then rise up and get bigger, like Utah. Utah was in there, and then they went to the Pac-12, and then now they're about to join the uh, the Big 12 next season. So, I mean, to me, right now, Mountain West might be a better value in term, might have a better brand recognition right now than trying to keep the yeah, Pac-12 and, and, alive. And
1: Gloria Navarez, their commissioner, again, she went to both games, so there's courting going on with Oregon. The- and you know what? Oregon State's a ranked team. They're 18th in the nation. Yeah. It's a good football team. Yeah, it's a good team. So, yeah,
0: I think I think it probably is going – and now, especially because now, like, Oregon
1: State and Washington State don't really have much leverage. You know who Oregon State's quarterback is? Former Clemson DJ Uigalele. You shouldn't have tried to say that uh, name. <laughs> 250 pounds, man, I knew it. I knew As soon as you said DJ, it's like, oh, no, he's
0: going to butcher his <laughs> own I it. have always butchered that. Yeah. So now we want to get on to uh, a new segment that we are going to – Bring up every week as these young guys continue through their seasons and try to improve their draft stock. It's called money makers, and we are going to tell you which players we think made themselves some money by the way that they performed in that week's games. I think the 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 top guy that improved his draft stock and made himself some money, quarterback Shadour Sanders out of Colorado, thirty eight for thirty eight of forty seven, five hundred ten yards, four touchdowns. This kid, I think, has very much put himself in that first-round conversation. I wasn't too sold on him as a, as a first-round pick. I thought more second day. I think
1: quarterback's going to be the story of this year's draft, man. I think it's it's very possible. There are possible. people drooling over these teams, these quarterbacks. It's
0: very possible, and certainly he played like a first-round quarterback in that matchup against TCU. Uh, but I, I think he made himself a
1: hell of a lot of money with the way that he performed on Saturday. Another quarterback uh, from the in the, in the pack. Uh, Michael Penix Jr. would have been my guy throwing the money. He 450 yards. I don't think he made it. I think he's about where we expected him. To he's be. played at in Indiana. Heisman hopeful. Um, for but, but yeah, he's a stud. They've stud wide receivers at uh, at Washington, including uh, Jalen McMillan. But the bottom line is huge, huge game. Yes. For uh, Michael Penix Jr., he delivered. Yeah, and then uh, and then another. There's, Colorado four, there's player. four great quarterbacks in the pack right now.
0: Yeah, there are. Uh, the, other, the other player at Colorado, I think, made themselves some money. Wide receiver, Travis Hunter. This kid is electric.
1: He, he's been there. He's on national stage he's now. He's electric. But people are like, this guy's playing both ways. Yeah, he's a yeah. great corner. He got a pick in the game. And a great receiver. Yeah. And then after the games, they're asking him about the snap count and the heat. He's like, I still want to play. Yeah. <laughs> so this guy's a baller, man. I don't
0: think he's going to to continue to do that for too much longer. What's he
1: going to be better at? He's a great corner right yeah. now. He might be a better corner than wide receiver because he's not f- a refined at wide receiver, but he can be.
0: I think there's more value at wide receiver, um, and especially in the NFL with it being a passing game. I just think that teams are going to want him to stick to wide receiver. If that's what he's clearly best at or they, or if it's like equal, I think they're going to want the wide receiver Travis Hunter. So, uh, but I do think his values up there, but it would be fun to see him play both ways at the NFL level. Um, another guy, I think we both agree on this, that made himself a lot of money. Wide receiver Keon Coleman out of Florida state last night, nine catches, 122 yards, three touchdowns. This kid was so spectacular in that game last night. Um, he was a guy that was already on my radar. But Johnny Wilson Jr. was the guy everyone was talking about. Everyone was like, okay, this guy's for sure a first-round pick.
1: This Michigan State transfer that, by the way, was committed, as we mentioned earlier, to To Kansas Kansas earlier. And this
0: guy went out there and just – he, like I said, Johnny Wilson Jr. to me looks like the safer wide receiver because he's 6'7", and he's just got this great catch radius. He can catch it over the middle, so he's definitely a safety blanket guy for quarterbacks that aren't quite as dynamic or accurate – but a guy like Keon Coleman, who is 6'4, he does not play like he's 6'4. He plays like he's 5'10, 5'11. He's great at running after the catch. Had a, had a had a long touchdown run, uh, had a long touchdown run after the catch. Uh, this kid just has everything you like. I mean, having wheels, having the size, good catch radius, uh, ability to go up there and win 50-50 balls. I think he might end up jumping johnny wilson jr as far as the uh as far as prospects go at wide receiver that's going to come down to combine
1: times yeah it's 100% going to come I, I
0: mean his combine time probably going to be better than johnny wilson jr because johnny Wilson's six foot seven
1: i don't know if it's going to be that much better hey by the way the nfl franchise tag numbers for corner 18.1 million Wide receiver 19.74 yeah, yeah. go <laughs> go play wide receiver, dude. Go play wide receiver,
0: <laughs> yeah. Go play that position. And then, uh, another guy that I, I'm really I, I thought really made themselves a lot of money. I think we obviously know Roma Dunes, the uh top wide receiver of Washington, for sure looked very good. He, he ended up leading Washington with in, in receiving yards over a hundred receiving yards, yeah. Yeah, Roman, yeah, O'Dunsey, yeah. Um, the other wide receiver, Jalen McMillan. Eight catches, 95 yards, two touchdowns, had a nice, like I think it was a 35 yard re- reception for a touchdown in that game. Boise State gave him, you know, gave him a little trouble early, but they ended up pulling away. This kid is just so talented. He is he looked to, to me, he looks he doesn't look better than a Dunsey, but he definitely looks like someone that could be late first, early second. Uh, depending on where O'Dunsey goes, there so six one, I think O'Dunsey's better.
1: Six one O'Dunsey, by the way, seven for one thirty two. in yeah. a touch in that game. But again, they're fun to watch. Washington. This was a miss on the Big Toast part, in my opinion.
0: Big Washington yeah. and
1: Oregon were the teams. They're going to the Big Ten, but they spurred them with UCLA and USC the first time. The Washington and Oregon were the teams I wanted to see the Big Twelve get. Yeah, they, they should. Him. They should have
0: gotten them. Yeah, but you know, they you know yeah. this point, and it could be a situation where. Big Ten probably gave him a better offer, and that's what they took. Yeah. So could be that. So getting on to our Heisman watch, players that we think are you know kind of ranking our Heisman rankings as we uh, as we get past week one. Obviously, number one guy who still leads in the in the Heisman uh, betting race in the in the odds race, Caleb Williams. 18 of 24, 319, 319 yards, five touchdowns. Had a
1: couple of just unreal throws. Had a Mahomes type thrower.
0: Well, a bounds. couple of them, really. <laughs> one of them out of bounds. He's going out of bounds, just lofts it over the head of a of a receiver that had beaten his corner, and the guy catches it with one hand. Uh, another one where he's dancing around in the pocket, you know, basically jukes an edge rusher. R- uh, scrambling out of the pocket, makes a great throw on the run. Was his nine touchdowns in two games? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's looked amazing in his uh, in his first two games. I mean, right now, a shoe in. It seems like a shoe in for the Heisman. No, and they a shoe
1: in deals all across. <laughs> he's know. got Wendy. He already has a bunch, yeah.
0: yeah, he's got Wendy. He's
1: got <laughs> Nissan. Doctor Pepper. He's Doctor Pepper because he's in the, he's in those Fansville commercials. <laughs> Caleb Williams.
0: I, it's so, it's you know it's so weird watching a an active college player in commercials because. Growing up, yep. over the years, they those guys can't get paid, which is always ridiculous to me. But they can't get paid, so they're not in these commercials. And now you're seeing guys in commercials. It's not a whole bunch right now. But right now, like Caleb Williams has become a big-time star at the collegiate level, not just because of his play, but now because he's starting to get in these commercials. So uh, I think, yeah, right now he's very much running away with the race. Even though we're, you know, he's two games into his his uh, season. Be the second player ever to win back to back. Yeah, yeah, he would be behind Archie Griffin. Another guy, Jaden Daniels, who was tied for number two in the odds for the Heisman for LSU last night, twenty two thirty seven, three hundred forty seven yards, one touchdown, one interception.
1: Didn't look bad, but didn't look great either. It's a great pass for Florida State reverse yes. out there. you one of the top uh, top five pick in next year's NFL draft on the yeah. edge.
0: They they caused him a lot of trouble out there. I mean, yeah, he got hit a lot. He had to dance around a lot. His receivers didn't really help him out either. There he was
1: slipped the plus four thousand on Vanderbilt. Yeah, I know,
0: right? <laughs> there was a play
1: where Malik Neighbors,
0: uh, who's probably who's very good chance to be a first round receiver at a uh, at a LSU. There, uh, he slipped on a play, and then the corner got a pretty easy pick uh, interception there uh, along the right sideline. There, it was just it wasn't the best day for him. Florida State's got a lot of talent, but I, I think Jaden Daniels definitely uh didn't do anything to impress anyone with how he played. The other quarterback on the other side, though, I thought actually made a, a pretty decent case for him being the the clear number two now, Jordan Travis out of Florida State. 23 at 31, 342 yards, four touchdowns, one pick. Man, like I, I I'll say this. I think he could very well. Put himself up in the the draft rankings whenever he's eligible, because man, he's got he's got a lot of talent, and he's got a good he's got good instinct out there. He had a touchdown run on a on a read option where a guy was coming from his blind side, and he pulled the ball and ran for a touchdown. I really like this Jordan Travis kid out of Florida
1: State. Yeah, I mean, great receivers in Keon Coleman and Johnny Wilson, so a solid set there. And he's Jordan Travis third now. Well. He, Probably he, second now. He's, well, you know, no, it's, oh, it's uh Penix Jr. passed Pennix him. Penix Jr. passed him. Okay. So it's it's Caleb Williams plus 450, Penix Jr. plus eight fifty, Jordan Travis plus eleven hundred, JJ McCarthy plus sixteen hundred. Then Cabe Klubnik, that you'll see tonight at plus sixteen hundred, uh, the quarterback at Clemson.
0: And then uh you obviously brought up Michael Penix Jr., twenty for 40, hundred and fifty yards, five touchdowns. Um, man, that he's got two NFL wide receivers to throw to. They got a lot of talent. They're currently number 10th in the nation, but obviously they'll probably jump now when they put the new, uh, rankings out tomorrow. And what a tomorrow. move going from
1: Indiana to Washington.
0: Oh yeah. I know. Like that was a guy that had been on the radar for a while for a potential first he was round there quarterback. Last year too, but yeah. yeah but uh, cause I remember when he was at Indiana a couple years ago, a lot of people were like, Oh, you gotta watch this kid. Penix jr. Yeah. And then makes the transfer to Washington. Now could be in a in a pretty solid position to be a first round quarterback. Certainly looked the part in uh, in this weekend when when Washington played against Boise State. Shadour Sanders, I mean, we just brought it up here five hundred ten yards, four touchdowns. Again, I want to caution: it is one game. I want to let us let this breathe a little bit. But I I think Shador definitely put he he put himself in a conversation for Heisman
1: in a way that I didn't. I think he would do this early. He's got some talented wide receivers, not only that, but talent. A yak yards (laughs) after catching catching Dylan Edwards and then Dylan just go in the distance. So who would you say are your top five? My top five right now is Caleb Williams. I like JG McCarthy a lot. That's the quarterback at at Michigan who currently sits as the fourth. In the Heisman race at plus 1600. Strong arm, extremely strong arm. Yeah. Get out of the pocket. Love him. Michael Penix, would my third. Shadur Sanders now fourth, and Jordan Travis fifth. Someone to watch. We'll see what Colorado does, and that's Travis Hunter just because he plays both ways, and it's really alluring to voters. His, his odds jumped up
0: to 22 to 1 to win. So he's still a real long shot, but he's got a chance, especially if he's playing both sides. And if Colorado keeps winning, He's ab- especially if they pull off an upset. Now all of a sudden Shador Sanders and Travis Hunter, their their odds are going to jump and they're going to be pretty good. If they don't take
1: it. votes from each other.
0: If they don't, yeah. And I, I think I think eventually like people have to pick one or the other. But the guy who's playing on both sides of the ball is probably going to get the advantage over Shador Sanders. Yeah. So we'll see. So on to our games to watch for the weekend. We're going to start with Illinois versus KU play Friday night. They've got a couple of defensive tackles at Illinois that are very highly rated. Jerzon Newton, who I have seen rated as the top interior defensive lineman in this draft class. And then Keith Randolph Jr., who is another standout player
1: in that game. Uh, The Athletic has um, Keith Randolph Jr. is the number 10 defensive tackle in the nation, according to the Athletic. Uh, Newton, by the way, uh, Jerzon Newton. Number eight ranked player in the nation, pro football focuses preseason player rankings, AP preseason first team All-American. Keep this in mind with Illinois. They were number one in scoring defense last year. Number three in, in total defense last year. Keep this in mind. They lost Devin Witherspoon round one, pick five. Jertavious Martin, the safety goes round two, pick 47. Uh Sidney Brown, the safety, round three, 66. And Chase Brown When the fifth round, he was the fourth leading rusher in the nation. They lost all that talent last year. So it's not as good an Illinois team as it was last year when you lose three guys in the top three rounds from that defense. But again, number one scoring defense in the country last year. But those defensive tackles still there for Illinois and their studs.
0: Yeah. I mean, they got Brett Bielema, has amassed a lot of talent there at Illinois. Um, This is definitely going to be, I mean, they, Illinois struggled in their game this weekend, barely won. They get
1: decimated Uh, by the draft, though, man. Yeah,
0: they did, but they barely won uh, this past weekend. They still have a lot of talent on that team. I mean, on my watch list, I've got a few players, especially on the defense. I've got a few players there to watch for, but the big guys to watch for, especially for Chiefs fans, are going to be their two defensive tackles that they got on their roster because – Chiefs probably going to need a defensive tackle in, yeah. uh, in the yeah. offseason. Chris Jones. Yeah. <laughs> um so another another game to watch if you are looking for talent to watch for the Chiefs. Ball State at Georgia. Georgia cruises to an easy victory week 1. Um Brock Bowers is the guy to watch. He did not show up. Um, almost at all in that game one catch
1: three yards in in game one of the season he misses Stetson Bennett yes again the quarterback changes with teams in week one Brock Bowers is still (laughs) um generational talent tied in so yes Brock Bowers is still going to be I don't know you see me anywhere from one to 16 picks I think he's a top 10 pick
0: yeah, it's, it's still very likely, very early. Could be a situation where they're working on chemistry. And once they get to that chemistry, Does once everything. it improves, you're good. Um, another game to watch for Youngstown State at Ohio State. Two guys I want to highlight here defensive tackles, Michael Hall Jr. and Tyleek Williams.
1: Again, the pairing that they have, because they've got the great edge rushers, including Jack Sawyer. You get the two pairs. At it, it wide receiver, led by Marvin Harrison Jr., it just they're just loaded with talent at Ohio State. Uh, Chiefs don't exactly go Ohio State very often. Or no, they still don't. So, but <laughs> they don't again, have any. If we're going to profile one thing from Ohio State, it'll be these defensive tackles. Yeah, defense and, still is strong,
0: and they're full of talent. You know, they got good edge rushers. Got, obviously, have I mean either them or Florida State has the best receiver tandem in the in college football this year. But they need uh,
1: to step up a quarterback. Yes, they
0: do. They absolutely do. But they've got a loaded defense, and they've got a lot of talent there. So um could very well be that maybe the Chiefs, Brett Veach makes his first Ohio State pick uh, in next year's draft. Um, Notre Dame. I'm not going to mock one. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm not either. Uh, <laughs> then you have Notre Dame making the trip to North Carolina, to take on NC State. Uh, two guys, again, had, had very good games this past weekend in their second game of the season. Uh, tackles Joe Alt and Blake Fisher. Uh, I think the Chiefs are probably going to be in the market for at least one tackle this offseason. And I think that one of these two guys could very well play the role depending on wh- which side they want to fill. Fisher might
1: be around with the Chiefs, but Alt's so, going to yeah. go top 10.
0: Yeah, I think there's a very good chance Alt's a top 10 guy. And the his dad was a Chief. So yeah. That's cool. I mean, with... there's, and not only that, but like it's it's him and Olu Fashanu that are probably, you know, be, that have kind of been tossed up there as the top two tackles in this draft class but it seems like a very good tackle class and so the chiefs will have their ability to go find someone that could be there for at least the next four to five years Um, that's going to be a game to watch for sure then the big one early on anyways Nebraska taking on Colorado big noon on Saturday, Nebraska was the favorite. Not anymore. Neither of these. Yeah, it was ridiculous. It was like minus two and a half, right after the Colorado yeah. game. I was like, what are you doing? Who is setting this line? And very quickly, I checked this. I checked this morning. It's now Colorado minus two and a half. So very, very quick market correction, swinging five points the opposite way. Um, I do not think there is a, a player in this game that the Chiefs are are going to be that interested in. Maybe, maybe not. But. Two Players, I think you should be watching, anyways. You should be watching this game, anyways, because it's going to be box office again. Shador Sanders, wide receiver Travis Hunt. Um, this game's going to be massive early on,
1: but but uh, but here's the thing with Hunter. and I know people are talking, he's still got one more year, yes, because t- 2022 is his first year, so he's mm-hmm. still got the right. It is, people are talking about Drew Allard from Penn State, the quarterback. He's like, he's got one more year, yeah, <laughs> he's got one more year. Let's he's down. L. these guys are five and six years because of that COVID rule getting yeah, that extra year. Yeah. But.
0: I think I think Hunter, though, is making himself a lot of money with the way that he's playing. He's right. 100% on
1: everybody's radar at this point.
0: Then uh, another game to watch out for. UNLV goes up to Ann Arbor, takes on the Michigan Wolverines. Guy that we pointed to last week, Chris Jenkins, defensive tackle. Um, going to be another guy to watch out for. He was on the freaks list that The Athletic put out a couple weeks ago. This is going to be a guy for sure. Any of the really
1: powerful... Really tall, really big defensive tackles. You you should be watching out for for these Yeah, he, he's extremely strong. The one thing too about Michigan is it, it doesn't matter for the Chiefs. J.J. McCarthy, the quarterback, again strong arm. But mm-hmm. their running backs, I think the best tandem. Corum in the and Edwards. With Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards the best running back tandem in the country.
0: Michigan might be the most talented team in the country overall, and they should have a lot of guys going in this upcoming draft class pretty high. So. You should be watching Michigan, anyways, but certainly Chris Jenkins would be the guy I would be looking at. And for Barry Odom at fan. UNLV. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah, it's funny. It's funny how he oh, he made that jump over to UNLV and
1: you know, it, remember, Petrino was his offensive coordinator for like a day. Before one day, and he bolts. And the, yeah, he, go, he gets out of there.
0: And then uh, another matchup, a local team. I think people should be watching if you are looking for Chiefs potential future Chiefs players. Troy at Kansas State, one guy that really jumped out to me, and I texted you about this during the game. Tight end Ben Sennett, who uh I have seen as potential day two, you know, a potential day two, maybe early day three guy. Really talented guy, moves everywhere. I mean, plays on the line, plays off the line in H-back, lines up in the slot, lines up wide. He does everything that you want as a tight end. And uh, he had he had, a, he had a fumble. They had a, He had a bad fumble in the game after a big catch, but he is incredibly
1: talented. No, he is, and he moves around. Reddy Stewart from Troy, the corner. And he's not on one of the top corner watch lists, right? You're not going to see no. Reddy Stewart in there. But he was all Sunbelt last year. He ranked second nationally holding opponents to 8.7 yards after the catch, uh, is is NFL passer uh, rating against was the best in the country? Keep an eye on him, Troy. Let me tell you this much about Troy: this is a don't look at the name Troy. This is actually a very formidable team for Kansas State. This will give them at the local schools. I think they're better than Illinois, to be honest with the KU's playing. But get this, they're in a 12 game winning streak. So Troy has a 12 game winning streak. That includes winning a bowl game. So, again, this is a good opponent for Kansas, Kansas State. much better than Troy, and they'll beat Troy. But I'm saying Troy can give them a better look than what they saw. A much, much better look because Troy's a quality football team.
0: Yeah, I think so. So, yeah, this is this definitely going to be a much bigger challenge for them this week. Um Texas AM taking on Miami. We've talked about this before. Zion Nelson, Francis Maui Goa, their tackles. Zion's been banged up because yep. he had
1: that knee problem last year. Yeah.
0: And then, but one guy on the defensive side, defensive tackle, Leonard Taylor, another guy I have seen as one of the top one or two. Uh, defensive tackles in this draft class. Him and Jerzon Newton have kind of kind of been uh, you know, put one and two in the draft class as far as the position goes. Um there's also another corner I don't think the Chief's are going to be looking super high for a corner but AM's got a guy Tony Grimes, Tony Grimes. a guy that I have you know done work done work on uh, when I you know worked for PFF and Grimes who is a good big six foot corner there he used to play at UNC for Mac Brown opposite side of Storm Duck who's another guy that you've heard as a uh, very good corner now he plays for Louisville um, Grimes is going to be a guy to watch for potentially you know if he's third day. Then there's a couple of interior linemen. Yeah, Bryce, Bryce Foster. Foster is the
1: center, one of the best centers in the country uh, for A&M. But again, it doesn't matter for the Chiefs, but someone to watch out there in guard, Javion Cohen, Miami. Played yeah. Played at Alabama. Was a transfer from Alabama down to Miami, so keep an eye on him, too. A great offensive line. When Zion's healthy and you throw him in this line, probably one of the top two or three offensive lines in college yeah. football.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And they, they got a lot of talent there. And again... Any team that's got really good tackles, you should be watching because they could be playing for the Chiefs. Uh, Another game to watch out for, Tulsa at Washington. Don't think there's any potential Chiefs players on here, but three guys I think you want to watch out for sure, especially if you're a big football guy. You're looking for guys who could be potential stars at the NFL level. Michael Penix Jr., quarterback out of Washington. Right now is the second best Heisman odds based according to FanDuel. Keep an eye on these
1: quarterbacks because the Chiefs pick 31 or 32 and you have six to eight quarterbacks going. Yeah. All of a sudden they're picking like twenty in reality. Yeah. They and not only that, there could be a situation where a team wants to trade
0: back up into the first round to go get a guy because they want to get that fifth-year option and get that extra year of evaluation and whatnot. The Chiefs could eventually could essentially move back early second round and ensure they get some more value for that first round pick. So that's an option as well. Also two wide receivers. One of them I think is for sure. A first round pick is uh Roma Dunzi. And then the other one, Jalen McMillan. I think he could play himself into a late first rounder, depending on how things shake up with the, with the rankings there. Jalen McMillan was really impressive in their, uh, in Washington's first game of the season. Another game, Texas and Alabama, Big, ma- big rematch there. Uh, those guys, uh, last time they matched up, had a very, very heated, contested matchup there. Came down to the wire there. I know I know Bryce, ten seconds. Bryce Young had to make some really, really great plays in that game in order for them to win. The guys you want to watch for. I mean, just, there's a ton of guys in this game you want to watch for. Alabama, chock full of talent. Uh, could have, you know, maybe, what, the second or third best pass rusher in this draft class in Dallas Turner. Um Probably have the best corner in this draft class in, in Kool Aid McKinstry, but for Chiefs fans, Texas, two guys: Tavondre Sweat, Byron Murphy the second. Both of those guys, defensive tackles, play on their defensive line, and then a tight end, Jatavian Sanders.
1: Jatavian, Man. if you want, he jumps out of you. Him and Brock Bowers, the top two tight ends yes. in college football. Jatavian Sanders is the guy that I've, I've seen mocked to the Chiefs a couple of times. And Me again, too. All right, when when's that Kelsey replacement going to come in? You know, last year was kind of the tight end draft in the NFL. A couple really nice ones that kind of fit into what the Chiefs are. And Jatavion Sanders, one of those. You see him big number zero for Texas. Two catches for 44 yards and a touchdown.
0: That touchdown, though, was real nice. Yeah. I mean, he caught it. And he had a good run after the catch. And we know that, especially the way that the Chiefs are playing offense right now, you need guys that get yards after the catch. So if you can get a tight end that can do that, that is incredibly valuable and for the no team no better like test like than going against Alabama. Exactly. If he can go out there and he can show out against a team loaded full of NFL talent like Alabama, that right there will certainly boost up his his profile for sure. Um, another game, and this isn't specific, this isn't for Chiefs fans really at all, but I think if you are a big football fan, you want to watch Stanford at USC, Caleb
1: Williams trying to go for that second straight. Heisman, man, he's looked so good in these first two <laughs> games. No, He has Dorian Singer, the wide receiver, and Mario Williams. Again, you're talking quarterback and nice receivers. Dorian Singer and Mario Williams are really not off to huge starts this year. But, yeah, there's one guy in Stanford that I do do think does pique the interest. Benjamin Urasek. Nine catches, over 130 yards as a tight end. And, again, he's considered one of mm, top 12 tight end coming out in the draft this year. Could move up there. But a a 6'4 tight end for Stanford that when you're thinking about and again, I don't know if the Chiefs need to dabble around with mid-round tight ends. Yeah, and they need we'll they, they need to splash like a Bowers or. We'll a, or see. A I mean, Sanders. we'll see.
0: There's, there's. I think there's a lot more talent in this tight end class than I think we're kind of realizing right now. I think there could be some good second day tight ends that that come out of this draft class. But you're I, a seg
1: nine for one thirty eight at tight yeah. end, a touchdown. Keep your eye on this guy. I, I'll say this:
0: I think that we're starting to see a change at the collegiate level as far as tight ends go. And we're getting away from the big blocking tight end and we're getting more into the more receiving tight end. Yeah. And I think you're we're starting we obviously saw that with like Kincaid and Brock Bowers and you know guys like that. Luke Musgrave was like that as well, though he didn't play very much last year. But you're starting to see so much talent come out of that position where these guys are essentially just Johnny Wilson Jr.'s out there. I'm I'm really excited to see. I think there might be more years like what we saw this past year where there's pretty good depth at the tight end spot on the second day to go and get your guy. Because, I mean, if you remember, Travis Kelsey was a third-round pick. (laughs) And then the final game that I think is on on the watch list here, Rambling at LSU, mainly just because of one guy. And there's a lot of guys on that team. Jaden Jaden Daniels is obviously really interesting to see him in the Heisman race. Malik Neighbors because he is going to be someone in the mix for being one of the top receivers in the draft class. But Mason Smith makes his debut defensive tackle for LSU. Spended the first game of the season. Going to be playing his first game of the season this, this weekend. That's a guy I think Chiefs fans should be looking out for. He
1: didn't get to play Florida State. That would have been fun to see him in that game. This is why LSU tried to get that week zero game. <laughs> get the week zero game. They wanted him to start so there. Florida yeah. State, yeah, get it there, but uh, definitely Mason Smith.
0: Yeah, very, very talented player, and uh, I don't think he would have made that much of a difference against Florida State because Florida State just beat them all over the place but he certainly could have had a, a, an impact.
1: in. It was one of those heavyweight fights, Chris. It goes round, round, around, and then all of a yeah. sudden just boom, 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 yeah. boom once you get to yeah. the fourth round.
0: Once you, it seemed like LSU got tired in the second half and, and Florida State was just hitting him with haymakers there. So what game do you think? If we're going to see an upset this weekend, what do you think is going to be the game where we see that upset, even if it's a slight one like we saw – like we we saw with like El with uh, Florida State over LSU or big or pretty pretty big one with Colorado over TCU. Where are we going to get that upset this weekend?
1: There's not a ton of spicy lines that you look at and say, okay, this is a spicy line that I absolutely like. Um, obviously the the Alabama Texas game is I know that uh, one that you kind of like in this, but I like Washington State. Wisconsin at Washington State. so Wisconsin's going out west. To play them and keep this in mind about Wisconsin, they struggled against Buffalo. I mean, they ended up pulling away as good teams do. I love their backfield; Braylon Allen's one of my favorite running backs in college football. Just a big, bruising back reminds you of Derek Henry the way he runs the football. And Ches Malusi, yeah. stud running backs. Uh, I'd say probably the next best tandem behind what Michigan has. But I, I love the way that they play football. But I'll say this: Washington State beat Colorado State fifty to twenty four. This is a team pest because they, they they're stuck in the Pac twelve. But Cameron Ward, their quarterback, nice little 37-49 of for 451 and three touchdowns, okay, 75.5% completions for Washington. Cameron Ward, the quarterback there, keep in mind they love to air it out, throw it around. This is a better team, I think, than what Wisconsin saw in week one. Wisconsin is six-and-a-half-point favorites in this game. That's my upset alert right there, Washington State over uh, Wisconsin.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna go Texas over Alabama. I just don't feel like Alabama has that same mystique that they've had the last few call years. Calling Milrow,
1: the next Jalen Hurts, at it. They just
0: don't feel like that team right now. But this They're game so is in talent. Alabama. That's different. It is in Tuscaloosa, but I again like to me it just feels like one of those games. If Texas where, plays
1: against Rice, Bama will win.
0: Yeah, yeah. If they play like that, yeah. The Bama's gonna Bama will probably win that game pretty comfortably. But Texas has so much talent. Like there's, this is going to be, I'll say this. If Texas doesn't win the Big 12, especially when it comes draft time, and we see all of the talent that they have on their roster, all of those guys were getting drafted because they could have multiple first round picks. I mean, we could see Quinn Ewers and Xavier Worthy go in the first round. Um, We could see them have a couple of DTs go. One of them, at least in the first round, maybe two second day. We'll see about that. They've got talent all around on this team. I mean, I think if we're going like most talented teams, I think you go Michigan, then go Ohio State, Alabama, and then Texas might be right behind them. But I think you could argue Texas might be more talented than Alabama overall, just because they look like they've got more NFL ready players right now.
1: But will they slip up? That's the question.
0: If they don't win this game, Steve Sarkisian is going to be motivated going against his his former boss in Nick Saban. If they don't win this game, especially if they don't, if they're not competitive in this game and Alabama just kind of controls the game from start to finish, we're going to be asking some questions about this team because Texas has so much talent. So I, I will say this, like this could very well like shape the way that Texas plays their last year in the Big 12. Because I, I know that Sarkeesian, you know, is going to try to downplay it. But if Texas does not win the Big 12, it's gonna be a massive embarrassment for a school with the kind of pride that Texas has.
1: You're talking about top five recruiting class in like this last seven yeah. years. I mean, it's been insane. Sarkeesian's has done help. very well recruiting that. What do you think about a U-ers going without the mullet this year? But like, should he have kept the no, mullet? No, cut I hate mullets. Cut it. Get rid of it. Yeah, quit I, it.
0: I think he looks better now. I I they they you know they showed his new picture. Uh, during the, the game this past Saturday against Rice. He looked much better now. He looks like a professional quarterback. It's a quick team, man. Extremely, they got extremely so much talent, team. Man. They got so much talent, and they just – that's a team
1: that should not be should not be struggling against a team like Rice that has JT Daniels. This is a good play. litmus test. Seven and a half point favorites, Alabama. Good litmus yeah. test. And the quarterback situation. Like, what's Alabama going to do? Because it's been a quarterback factory, a school that you used to not think of quarterbacks, but now it's been quarterback you with their last quarterback Winning the Heisman, of course, you had Mac Jones coming out of this world. But I will say this about uh, Alabama. Their quarterback situation, I like. I like when I watch, uh, and there was a little bit of a quarterback battle, a three-way battle at Alabama. But a guy like Jalen Melrose, who came in, had 31 carries for over 263 yards just running the ball last year at quarterback. Nice little 194 and three touchdowns in that game. Put up 48 yards rushing the ball. I'm telling you, people are saying Jalen Hurts type Jalen Milrow. If he can play like that, look out because Jalen Milrow is a stud.
0: Yeah. Then finally, want to talk about those? I, I know you you were affected by this. Yeah. Huh? The Spectrum customers. Very I was at a bar last night. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Spectrum customers who lost to ESPN uh, because of blackouts. I think I, I ESPN is currently in a in a carriage dispute. With Spectrum, and uh, I i was not a part of this because I have YouTube TV, but uh, apparently was. millions of people across the country do not have Spectrum, uh, do not have ESPN because of a L- carriage
1: dispute with Spectrum. Let L- me explain how this went. Get the three TV set up for college football. All right, it was Thursday night. I'm going to watch Missouri. Florida, 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 Utah. Florida, Utah. And and Missouri, Utah. And gonna Missouri gonna South Missouri. Dakota, okay. yeah. I got ESPN Plus on one. Yeah. Because that's where the Mizzou game was on. Mm-hmm. So, as long as it's an ESPN Plus, you can watch it. Yeah. But if it's on ESPN Plus, they've also got the ESPN games, ESPN 2, ESPN and all that on the right, ESPN right. app. Couldn't watch it. Couldn't yeah. watch the Florida game. Like that, I blacked out. And, it, you know, keep this in mind, Chris. It was right after the pregame. I mean, in Mizzou game, you had like Tim Tebow out on the field and everything, and boom, because I was watching SEC now. Florida game. Well, no, Missouri. Well, get that one a second. But the Missouri game, Tebow and all that oh, was out the Oh, their crew. Their crew. Okay. But right before the game started, the pregame, they showed right when the game was going to start. Boom. I was like, what, what's wrong with my TV? What's going on? But it was done. But I was watching SEC Network on <laughs> I'm that. I'm sure one. there were a lot of curse words. I that keep that Spectrum so I can flip between it because I do have the Pac 12 networks. I have their seven channels, which none of it was affected. Yeah. ACC was. ACC Network's part of the ESPN. Yeah, ESPN, it ESPN, yeah. was yanked. So all my ESPN was off. Now, I got lucky this weekend. A lot of the prime games were either on ABC or which, Fox, which ABC is a Disney station. I yeah. get that. But the local one is is owned by, I think, Hearst or something like that. It's owned by somebody different. So yeah. ABC and Kansas City still comes in okay. on Spectrum. That's that, good. That's good because there's been good ABC and ABC got some of that in football. But the ESPN games were out. But with Fox and CBS did a great job of showing games this weekend. And by the way. Welcome to the Big Ten, CBS. Yeah. Uh, CBS has like seven Big Ten games a year. It was
0: weird hearing Brad Nessler and Gary Danielson but, but call still, Ohio State. They're still State showing and... the
1: 230 uh, SEC games. Yes, a- 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 SEC's going to ABC next year is where you'll find. Yeah, which uh, is kind of sad because I, I grew up watching but, but, but SEC one, football on CBS. Well, I get it, but the one thing SEC can do, the 230 window still bears, mm-hmm. but then also the ABC night game on Saturday night. So you'll yeah. see the you'll see the prime games because it used to be all reserved for 230 right. on on CBS. Yeah. Now they can do 230 or on ABC. So it's a good move for the SEC. But here's the deal 41 states have uh, have charter spectrum, 15 million customers. So I thought, okay, should I call in or what? You, you got, should have called it. York, their, their lines are probably it's the busy. biggest server in New York, L.A., Dallas, Fort Worth, and Atlanta. <laughs> oh, that's Let me tell you, those are some big cities. Yes, when you have New York and L.A. and you throw Dallas in the mix and Atlanta, those are big cities. I, it, New York isn't as big
0: of a college football city, but no. L.A. is, Dallas is, Atlanta is. That's a
1: that's a big loss right there. I mean, that, that was huge for college football fans. And again, I, listen, I stream, I do that, but I get Spectrum for a reason. I get it so I can watch all the games and flip on my remote to channel numbers. And I have the the, the Spectrum app on some TVs or whatever. I get Spectrum just for college football because it's got my SEC network. Like I said, Pac-12, ACC, all of it, Big Ten, all of it on their network, all the Fox channels. I get all these sports on Spectrum, so that's why I have it. But I was pissed. And I found (laughs) myself going to a bar. And sitting at one of those booths, they have a TV at it. Yeah. Oh, they have they have TVs at the booth. Yeah, we went to Johnny's down in Parkville. They, they okay. have TVs in the booth. I didn't And know I said, That's cool. can you Change this one. Can you change this one to the game?" And, and they had the the bar had the sound of the game on, yeah, which I yeah. like. But I, I hate doing that because I like to sit on the couch. I like my beers. be comfortable and not spending money. I, I like my Octoberfest. I don't like spending the money. Yeah. Bathroom just right there. Yeah, it's mine. Exactly. And I can yeah. have the three TV setup or whatever. Even though yeah. there's TVs everywhere in there, but. The Spectrum thing was big, especially yanking college football fans around like that, doing the pregame, then as soon as the kickoff, boom. I didn't hear anything about this uh, supposed dispute going through. And what is it? DirecTV doesn't have Fox at this point. Yeah, they haven't, they haven't had him before. So, I think
0: there's been a little business they didn't So college, college football,
1: football have Fox. fans are missing out. And guess what? They kind of need it for the NFL coming up here, don't they? Yeah.
0: I mean, I'll say this. I, I'm a YouTube TV a uh, subscriber. Um, they had a dispute with ESPN. I want to say it was last year. Might have been two years ago. And uh, they ESPN was down for one Saturday, and then it was back this, this just, that, that
1: Sunday. When you're when you talking about the second largest cable company in the United States, you're talking over 14 million customers in 41 states. Yeah. L.A., New York, and Dallas. You're talking, let's let's get this thing solved or fixed because yeah. if not, YouTube's numbers are going to be burning up. Oh, yeah, especially because they've got NFL Sunday ticket. I mean, I may have to sit here and and, and make a move at some point and just add one because I I do have the ESPN. I do stream that. I do stream Amazon for the NFL. Mm -hmm. I will be Peacock because I get the NFL Buffalo regular season game and a playoff game. And a playoff game, too. But I don't have Peacock yet. Do you? I've got it. Okay, so I will get that at some point. But the spectrum is my big thing Yeah, because that way I can have the spectrum app. But the good news is I like to be able to – I don't know how your YouTube is. It like. I use uh the Roku on on some TVs and you got to like thumb I've got I've the- got
0: a Roku and I got a Fire TV but you can't go through you can't type in the channel number. Yeah, I don't need a channel number.
1: But I do the that way you can bounce back and forth to the game. They have a
0: you can scroll down oh, yeah. you, 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 on the on the main on the screen where you're watching the game you can scroll down up, and
1: go to different games. But so. but I like Spectrum for my football. And uh, we'll see what happens, but I was genuinely pissed off. Oh well, uh, I just as a uh, I still am as entering. a YouTube TV
0: subscriber, they just introduced during uh, college basketball during the NCAA tournament, they introduced Multiview, which you can have four games yeah, yeah, one yeah, screen. I that it is I, I was I had it this weekend, plus I had my laptop up. And I had five games on and it was
1: it was great. But you start <laughs> jacking with the NFL and that's what's gonna get real. Oh and yeah I understand ABC. Football. But keep in mind, a lot of ABC is blacked out in the country yeah, yeah. because of the uh, the Disney dispute. The one in Kansas City is not. No, So I was able to watch. And then if, um, so I was able to watch, um, again, I was able to watch a lot of games on CBS, yeah. ABC, and, um. In Fox Sports this weekend, well, so ended up working. Well, out.
0: if you look at a switch, I would say YouTube TV is probably your spot, man. Alabama, uh, Texas. They, they don't pay me to say that. Alabama, Texas. I wish it, they did.
1: Alabama, Texas. On uh that game is on. Why be at a bar or not? That's going to be the question. It's going. There's be a ESPN bunch of games game. I'm going to watch. It's, it's ESPN six o'clock. ESPN. Well, I
0: guess you'll be at a bar if they don't fix
1: it. <laughs> Johnny's here to come.
0: (laughs) With that, that is Jay Binkley. Uh, I'm Chris Inocero. Next week, we are going to be back. We are going to give you the rundown on week two, let you know how the local teams did and how the big games uh, went down, that Alabama and Texas game, how those went down this past weekend. Plus, on top of that, Any other news, hopefully no other teams are going to realign and change conferences over the next week. And we're going to preview on week three of college football. So make sure you like and subscribe on whatever platform you use to listen to us. We appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to us. Jay Binkley, Chris Inocero, this is Character Concerns from 610 Sports Radio.